everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast. We're certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update. Erica! Hey! What's good? <laughs> What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I'm I'm okay. Just okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, I'm just like still in this mode to where I don't know. I had this little binge, right? Right. To where I just did not get on social media. Mm-hmm. Then when I got back on, listen, I happened? saw some mess about Wendy Williams. Lord. And remember we went to her show? That was a lot of fun. Anyway, she was getting a divorce, I guess, whatever. Yeah. But her husband Ooh. is trying to file for spousal support. First off. Listen. And go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. And I'm just trying to figure out why he thinks that I'm I'm talking about Wendy like I know her, like she's my auntie or something. But I'm trying to figure out why he thinks Wendy finna take care of this baby that he didn't lay down and make. First of all, Wendy's means ain't finna pay for these diapers. Your ass finna pay for these diapers because you messed up your meal ticket and everything else. You can say whatever you want to say about Wendy, but (laughs) Wendy is the money maker. She and without is. He, I'm sorry, without her, he's nothing. No. And he fucked that all the way up. I'm like, how and dumb I don't can I have be? no sympathy for him. And he's No. Anyway. So it's like when I log back on social media, I see that mess and I see mess like that all the time. She should have divorced him a long time ago. Yes. I'm like, I hope she had a prenup because bruh. Just like um <laughs> what's the guy from Grey's Anatomy, Jesse, what's the baby name? Oh, I know who you're talking about. He's His cute. like ex wife. He's paying her like a hundred thousand dollars a month, and she wants more. I was like, "Yeah, you're a bitter Betty." Because she was keeping the kids away from him, and now he's dating what's the old girl from? Uh, First of all, she is the what's youth. her name? Hit the floor, Taylor Page. Yeah, she's so I loved cute. her in there. She's First so of all, she's a meal. Yeah, she is snack. She meal is. and an appetizer. She's gorgeous. Oh, can we um shout out some more snacks and meals? The three black girls that won Miss America, Miss USA, Beautiful. and Miss Teen. Beautiful, USA. intelligent, smart, I all intelligent. Them. Oh. <laughs> I was like, y'all better kill it wearing natural hair. Yes. I was like, I don't even watch any of those, Me but either. I followed them. And I thought, I thought that was like so good because at the end of the day, like I really believe like, All women are magical, but black women are magical. And I feel like the world is just now trying to get a taste of all this magic we got. The melanin. Listen, y'all gonna get this magic whether y'all want it or not, (laughs) as you can see. I was just so happy. Like like you said, I don't watch that, but I was just like, yes, I feel like when you win, we all win. win. I agree. And, you know, it, it bugs me when people don't think like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I feel like there's room for all of us, and if there's not room for you, that's not your story. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what you're supposed to do. But, yes, I was just so happy when I saw that. I was like, you know too. what? Do it. Doing it and doing it and doing it <laughs> well. well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Moving on to our um, dating relationship segment. So, we're going to give a topic, and then we're just going to give our raw, unedited, sometimes we cuss, but some forgive us because we... God's still working on us. Listen, (laughs) he's still working on my spirit. So, the topic is dating at the workplace. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Okay, so has has anybody, Shelby? (laughs) Sorry, I already know the answer. (laughs) Tried to shoot their shot at you at the workplace. How did you handle it? Or would you date somebody that you work with? 
Um, no, I don't ever think that I would date somebody that I work with. I really don't want to date anybody that I work with because let me tell you, first and foremost, it's a no for me. Second of all, women, like, okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, I go to work looking like average. Like, I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, like a 5 or a 6. I do try to look decent because I have gone out this house not giving a fuck. <laughs> and still be pulling in. I don't understand. But, no. But I don't, I don't know. I just don't want to date anybody in the workplace. Like, I would prefer to, like, date somebody that didn't work in the workplace. Because if I see you coming for my man, I'm probably going to get fired. <laughs> because I don't play those reindeer games. Uh, there was a time at my job that there was this, Erica knows this story. There was this guy that was on one of my teams that apparently had a crush on me. But before I knew that, I would tell Erica how uncomfortable he made oh me. And, like, so the guy was, like, so me and Erica got this promotion, like, a year or two ago. And so when we first got the promotion, we were on the same team, but they split the teams up. So the people that I started with, I didn't get to stay with. And so I'll be like, Erica, like, this guy makes me so uncomfortable. And she'll be like, how is he making you uncomfortable? He probably ain't doing that. You know, he cute, blah, blah, blah. Listen. Erica had to do, I forgot, but Erica had to be in the same room with me that he was in. Then when we left time, my girl, I was uncomfortable for <laughs> you. He just made me so uncomfortable that, like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, I would just get, I would just sweat and nerves, and he would make me uncomfortable. Then, to top it all off, y'all, he went and told somebody at our job that I liked him, which is a whole lot. And this person told me, he told me, don't tell Shelby. I went right up and told her. I was like, okay. I went right and told her. But he just used to make me so uncomfortable. Like, for instance, like, if I said something to him, like, he would act like he didn't hear me, but he would stare at me. Yeah, the staring was creepy. Like, we, like, he would just stare at me, and I got so uncomfortable one time that I just, like, we went, so me and Eric had to go to this training one day, and we was late. <laughs> and so, for some reason, like, I guess they had scheduled where we were all in the same room. I'm petty. I sat where he couldn't see me. That babe was looking. And so, Erica was like, why am I looking at him looking at you? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking around me I, to look at her. I was so, and then the friend he brought was being mean to Erica because Erica was trying to get a pen, but I was <laughs> trying to hide behind the big white dude I was sitting by. <laughs> and we had to sit there because there were no other seats like he used to make me feel so uncomfortable and he would just like it was a lot when erica told me i said this is why you know when like you can feel somebody looking at you it was that kind of thing but like staring like yeah it was the creepiest thing like he was was actually pretty cute and i was like why are you cute but you're weird like, he was, what are you doing? <laughs> so weird. Like, if I asked him something, like, he wouldn't say anything. Like, he would just stare at me. But, like, he would do, like, I feel like the stalker stare. Yeah. Like, he would, like, sometimes I would just look at him staring at me. Like, he would just, like, look at me, but he would look down. And then he would look, because I know you're looking at it's me. It's like, why even do all that in, like, you're not even hiding it. <laughs> like, you dead staring. I don't, but when he told his homeboy that I wanted him, I thought, I said, Erica, if you don't get out of my face. And his homeboy life, told me, talking about don't tell. I sure will. <laughs> now, do you remember Telly Tubby? Girl. <laughs> I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> No, y'all, there was this guy at our job. He lit- Erica didn't even get it until I told her. He literally walked like a Teletubby. <laughs> 
like bouncing and everything. <laughs> I told Erica that she cried. Okay, now I will say this: it really pisses me off <laughs> when somebody that looked like and walked like a Teletubby trying to talk to me. Do I look like I want to be bothered with any type of? Listen, he came hard. He really did. He would come. Hard. He didn't have nothing to lose. Listen, he tried to come for my friend one day, and I tried to get, I got small with him, but I saw my light flash before my <laughs> eyes. But you know what? That's when Dara was working there, and she came back door, and we had it handled. Oh, yeah, I wasn't there that day. Listen, we could have got his ass down. I would have got the So, maze. he would always come up to my desk. We had, like, little cubicles or whatever. I wish we still had them tall walls until they cut them down. Anyway, so he would come up to my cube and just talk to me and just say dumb stuff, and I would just look at him. One, t- one day I put my headphones in my ears, y'all, and I didn't even have no music playing. He talking about who you listening to. I said, Kirk Franklin. I was like, I'm not trying to talk to you. And then, so next to us was my friend Ty. What's up, Ty? We know you listen to. How you doing? He, I told Ty, I said, next time tell it to me, come around these corners. You need to tell him. You need to block or do something. He came around that corner. He tried to Ty tried to say two or he three words. He shut Ty down. I heard. I heard. He shut. He shut him down. I came over there. Ty said, "Man, I tried to help you, girl, but he wasn't trying to hear. Like he should have done so bad. All Ty could do was laugh. He wasn't, and I was just like so uncomfortable. Like, dude, I don't want to talk to you now." About dating somebody in the workplace, okay, that particular workplace, no. <laughs> but I would say, like, if I am venturing off in my career where I want to be. And there happens to be somebody in the career that, like, I would be open to it. I'm not just going to say no. Like, I would be open to it. So, um, as far as, somebody did ask us a question. It was, um, would you go into business? Yeah, would you go into business with your significant other? And I would be open to that. But there's always the shortcomings to that, too. Because it's like, can you separate your relationship from your business relationship with that person? If if business is bad, is that going to make your relationship bad? I don't really think I could. I ain't gonna be. I ain't gonna lie. I don't think I could separate it. So if I hypothetically, if I did, I would have to be very sure, and it would have to be something that I work on. Just because, like, I I would want my personal life and my work life to be separate. That's just me. Um, I don't think for me it'd be ideal for us to work together in any capacity. But if for some reason we did and it was beneficial and that's what we were supposed to do, I guess I would work through it. But just, like, ideally, no. Not for me, at least. Like, I want us to have separate things to talk about. And I don't want to feel... Because, like, I, like... I don't know. Like, I'm really picky in particular. Like, when I'm doing something, I'm working with something and different things like that. So, like, I feel like for me, like, my partner or my purpose partner is kind of like my refuge. And I'm their refuge. But if we have nothing to separate that, like... You know? I think I could. I think I I can go into business with him or... Um, work with him because let's say like I want to be in the media industry so let's say he's in the media industry then I could do it or if we decide to start our own media company like I could do that like yeah. a lot of couples do that now like um, uh, what's his name Candy and Todd like he was the producer on Real Housewives of Atlanta like that kind of thing like they have multiple businesses separate and together Yeah. like not everything has to be 24-7 but we did know people at the other job we used to work with, like, work at, they had, there was people that were married to people that worked there. There are some that have gotten divorced since she left. I mean, but it's like, yeah, I think I could do it. Um, 
And especially if it's something that has to do with my purpose. I'm not just saying, like, oh, if I work at Wendy's, like, the manager is my man. Goodbye. I'm just saying. You always take your (laughs) You always take it (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with Wendy's. Hey, I heard they bring their spicy chicken nuggets. I don't like Wendy's, actually. I don't either, but they spicy chicken nuggets? I don't like spicy stuff. Girl, I love spicy. I know. Erica, I was like, you got some hot sauce, Erica? No. I'm black. They don't like, they don't have hot sauce. I'm black. I'm black and I don't like hot stuff. Are you black? I am. (laughs) Bitch, I'm sitting here with brown skin. This is dark as you. I love hot sauce. I love spicy. Um, I love jalapenos. I love all that. Erica got me ordering two piece spicy chickens when I go places. And it's good, ain't it? It's all right. (laughs) I ordered some spicy. She be tearing it up before she get home. No, I ordered some spicy one day and it was too spicy and I was just my eyes were just crying and I, I was it. like ugh I love it love it okay so moving on to we get on these sirens I don't know but we gonna move on um to the journey this is where we talk about our journey as all things melanin um where we just kind of give our advice or give where we are on our journey so the topic is make the best decision for your brand um, it's okay to turn down some opportunities if yeah. it's not right for you. Yeah. So do you agree with that? Do you disagree? What's your thoughts? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that at the end of the day, like, one thing I've learned is that everything we do, like, is a representation of our brand. Like, us personally, us individually, and us together. And I think that when you say yes to everything, you run the risk of being a yes man. And you run the risk of your brand and your page being all over the place and not know and people not being able to um single-handedly um determine who you are what you do and what your purpose is and what you stand for and I think sometimes that especially when you're starting out and you're building a brand and you're getting traction you assume that you have to say yes to everything and you don't like I feel like at the end of the day like one thing that me and Eric are really good about is that if one of us doesn't agree, it's a no-go. Period. Yeah. Period. And I think that's really good for us. And I feel like we have really, really good discernment. Like, for instance, there was an opportunity that came across that, you know, we were excited about. Once we got the details about it, you know, we both were kind of like, you know, this isn't the opportunity for us. This yeah. isn't what we're supposed to do. And, you know, we haven't really done a lot of, like collabs or partnerships and different things like that so obviously when we got it we were excited and so when we turned it down we did turn it down professionally and different things like that and in the grand scheme of things it was the right thing to do I feel like that was a test from God to see if I throw you a bone and it's not the right bone are you gonna take it yeah so I really think that you have to really be in tune with your brand because every decision that you make everything that you do everything that you post is a representation of who of you and who you stand for. And if there's something that you're doing or that's on your page that's not aligning with who you are, you may drive away somebody that was for you or that aligned with you. Yes. So not only is, I mean, when we first started, people were like saying, giving us advice to say yes to everything and do everything everybody wants to say. But mm-hmm. when once we have really gained traction and we know who our audience is, we have to be have more discernment on who we want to proceed with as a, a brand or even just individuals. Because, of course, we want to network with a <coughs> lot of individuals, but it's okay to um, not network with certain individuals. 
you know, because you have to, you always should be open to opportunities and networking, but when you know who your brand is and you know who you are, like, you have to, you never know, like, the person that you're zoned in on to want to network with may not be that person that you need to be networking with. Listen. And so, like Shelby said, with the opportunity that we had, like we said on our podcast last week, do your research on these people. You can Google these places. You can Google these brands. You can see, you know, how, what their reviews are and how their audience is impacted. Like, do all of that. Don't just say yes because somebody has slid in your DMs. Yeah. So, I just... I just think that it is definitely okay to turn down opportunities. Now, politely and professionally. Yes, always be professional. Always be polite. Always respond if they ask you to do something and then you don't. But there are also some red flags with with, um, opportunities that are presented to you. If it just doesn't seem right, if you do your research and something is adding up, if they want you to pay them, like stuff like that is, is red flags. Yeah. And so... Um, I just think there's nothing wrong with making that decision for your brand. And granted, we always make mistakes. So there may be some times where you're like, well, man, I should have went with that. Or, man, I shouldn't have went with that. Yeah. That's okay. But you should learn from that going forward. And that's what we've learned. Just do our research. Make sure that we um, make the best decision for all things melanin. And that's okay. I second that. So moving on to the mentor moment. Um, this is where we have a question that's asked to us and we give our advice on it. So the question is, how do you handle the frustration of the in-between stage? Um, so we live a life of focusing on what I want God to do for me. And then that turns into focusing on what God's not doing. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? How do you get through that in-between stage? So I feel like I'm in that stage in my life right now. Um, and I will say like, for instance, like the first quarter of the year was really, really difficult for me mentally and emotionally. Um, I just had a lot going on personally, um, in my personal life and at work. Um, particularly I was speaking of work, um, like I was just really, really stressed out. And there is like, ever since I graduated college, like, career-wise, I've known exactly what I want to do. Like, I know exactly what I want to do and where I want to be career-wise. And it's really frustrating that I'm not there because I feel like I have the basics to get there. I have the knowledge. I have the career. I have the um, education and all that stuff. But I just feel like I'm not there. So, go back, like, a couple weeks ago. God presented this opportunity for me to switch positions within the company that's not as stressful. But it's not where I want to be. It's not my ultimate goal. It's really just kind of what you said, that in-between stage in my life. So when, which is where I'm at right now. So thinking about what you're saying, like I have to think about it like this. Like in order to get where I'm going, in life like if I'm at my in-between stage in my life like there's something that I still need to learn and gain and do that I'm not equipped to go to the next level in my life yet and I think sometimes we forget that we can't go to the next level of our life because we're not qualified to go there yet like we don't have the skills we don't have the knowledge we don't have the resources and we don't have the connections so now in my in-between stage in my life like I'm literally 
just trying to gain every single piece of knowledge that I can gain. I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to learn. And I'm trying to get these resources. Even though, like, in my new position, like, it's less stressful. It's And I'm learning new skills and new knowledge that I didn't think I needed. But I really do need to go to the next level. You know what I mean? So I'm really taking this in-between stage in my life to just really to learn and to gain knowledge and to gain resources because where I when I get where I'm going, it's going to take a lot of my attention because I'm going to have to put in more work, more time, more overtime, more stuff like that. So I think for me, I'm dealing with the in-between stage of my life by enjoying where I am now, but learning everything that I can learn so that I can excel when I get to that next stage. Because in all honesty, I'm not going to go to the next level in life until I can pass this stage of my life, like pass this test of my life, if that makes sense. It does. And for us being like ambitious people that we are, there's always going to be an in-between stage yeah. in any parts of our life. Even when you get to the point that you want to be in, you're still going to probably have in-between stage because you have other plans that you want to get to. Yeah. And I think it's very... Um, we have to be very careful of getting into our pity party yeah. in the in-between stage. When we start looking at what other people have, like whatever your in-between stage is because you don't have blank. Yeah. And you feel like everybody else around you has blank. The same yeah. blank that you have been praying for, but you don't understand why you in the in-between stage without it. Yeah. So I think that's why we have to focus on what God is doing or yeah. has done for yeah, us I agree. rather than what he's not doing. Because technically he's not not doing anything yeah. for us. He's working or it's already been done. He's preparing us yeah. for the blessing, not yeah. the blessing for us. Yeah. So I just think that in between stages will always be a part of each season yeah. of our life. I agree. And it's really difficult. Like I really struggle with in between stages. Listen. First of all, shout out to Ayanla Van Zant because <laughs> she has a book called uh, In the Meantime. Yeah. And it's basically about that. Like, when you go through life and you're just in this in the meantime stage, like, you don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. You don't know what you're doing. And you feel yeah. like you're not doing anything. Yeah. But that's all. It all depends on what you're focused on. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, right now, I don't. I don't know if I'm in the in-between stage, but I kind of feel like in a certain area of my life I am, yeah. but not like my life as a whole, I'm in the in-between. I feel like at the end of the day, we are all where we're supposed to be Yeah, at all times. And sometimes if you're like me, you just overanalyze and overthink everything. You just don't understand why you're at this point in your life yeah. or because you thought you would be somewhere else in this point of your life. Yeah. So the in-between stage is a learning stage. It oh, yeah, really sure. is learning. It's pruning you. It's, it's getting rid of the dead weight. It's getting rid of the bad Listen. friends, the bad relationships. Listen. Like, you have to embrace that. Yeah. You do. It's really the prepping stage. It is the prepping And, like, stage. I think just piggybacking off what you said a little while ago, when, you know, you see people excelling around you, like, for me, I feel like, I feel like God's been prepping me your girl for a long-ass time. And I feel like I've been in this in-between stage for a long-ass time. And I feel like sometimes we focus on other people that are winning now. But, like, that may be their highlight. Yeah. That may be all. Like, when God has a bigger purpose for your life, it's going to take longer to prep you. Yeah. You're going to be in the in-between stage longer. Yeah. And I think we got to stop worrying about why this isn't happening for me. Why am I not doing this? Why I ain't got the man? Why I ain't got the career? Why I ain't got this and why I ain't got that? And do what you said, like, Get ready to be prepped and to learn 
what you need to learn. Because when you go to this next level of your life, you may not get a do-over. You may not yep. get a second chance. So you need to learn how to rest. You yes. need to learn how to, you know, just soak up every part of your life. And I think for me, like, I'm the type of person, like, if I want something, I want it now. Yeah. I really too. do. Me I too. You can ask Erica. Sometimes she got to be like, pump the brakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about this. And I'm like, no. But anyway, like, I no, I really want stuff now. Like, right now. If you say something, I mean for you to do it now. If it's for you to call me now, text me now, tell me now, I want it right now. If you don't give it to me now, we got a problem. <laughs> I'm working on it. But... Like, that's not the way God works. And I've had to learn, I've had to learn, understand that, like, whatever my will for my life is may not be God's will. And I have to rest in his will. Like, God has always protected me. He's always comforted me. He's always covered me. He's always provided for me. And, like, God is really only asking me to just trust in him and have faith in him. And, yeah, I'm in this in-between stage and I don't know, but I'd rather not know and have God than know and not have God. Amen to that. So just really... Like, I know it's hard, but, like, in, in this season of my life, I feel like God has really just, in this in-between stage of my life, God has, just, and I just feel like I'm in my in-between stage as a whole. I feel like God has just been like, Shelby, just just pat me on the head. Calm down a little bit. Um, <laughs> simmer down. Simmer down. I moved you over here so you can be less stressed, but I need you to trust me. I need you to learn these skills. I need you to serve. I yeah. need you to trust me. I need you to rest. I need you to sleep. I need you to learn how to do mm-hmm. this. And it's not what I want to hear, but in all honesty, it's what I need. Yes. Because you have no idea what's ahead. Listen. And my mom always told me, and I hated hearing this, but she always said, like, if I'm stepping into a situation that I feel like I'm, I'm quote unquote, better than or more educated then or just Mm -hmm. where I feel like I should be doing more Mm -hmm. she was like you're not doing that for that person or that job or that career you're doing it for God so do serve for God like go in there and be like God bless me with this this is what I'm about to do for him and that's so hard to do because you have to train your brain to be like okay I'm not gonna be miserable I'm not gonna be you know negative but that's true. It's like yeah. whatever in between stage you're in, it's for God to use you and to well, how are you gonna pray to be like God just use me and then He using you and you don't want to be used because we <laughs> want to be used how we want to be yes. used. Yes, we don't want to be used for the glory of God or how God wants us to be yes. used. But when God uses us, He wants us to know that it was nothing but the glory and nothing but yes. Him. Exactly. And when we want God to use us, we want it to be like oh what we did. Yes, and that's why the God never uses us. Like, we want mm-hmm. him to use us. But y'all didn't ask me. That's so. what you have to be careful what you pray for. Don't pray for patience and then be mad when you ain't got no patience in the grocery store Listen, line. everything God, I didn't <laughs> ask for, God didn't came through and he didn't test it, your girl. It's not going to lie. I didn't fail some of them. <laughs> oh, you'll get tested again. Believe me. Listen, I remember one time I was like, God, I don't want to fail no more. So what I need to do? He going to keep testing with that same test. Believe me. <laughs> So, I mean, I just want us to, like, focus on what God is doing for us or has done for us. I agree. And we'll be okay. Yes, pastor. You know, I try. So The pastor's coming through. Can I be the co-pastor? I think you've been pastoring us these last two episodes. You can pass around an offering bucket. You can be the usher. (laughs) Listen, I can't be no usher because I can't stand up for long periods of time. I get sleepy. I can't. Like, not for real. Like, if we have to stand up for long periods of time in church, 
I will sit down. I can't. Don't have me standing up a long time. You know what? We're going to pray for her in this words of encouragement. No, <laughs> I can't. Like, people just be standing up. Listen, I like to have a seat. I mean. And praise God. You would be a good usher. No, I wouldn't. I can't stand with, with, up. With I just the white gloves. I just told you. You would be I good because you're so friendly. I can't stand up for long periods it's, of time. But you're supposed to serve for I you. get tired. <laughs> You'll be like, come guys, come come this way. Or like, you know, when the ushers don't be friendly. Like, when I go in church, I'll be like, hi. Yeah, you would be a good and one. And sometimes they be like, dang. <laughs> Say hi to me. I'm crying. <laughs> Say hi to me. So, no, I really can't stand up for long periods of time because I get thirsty. Okay. You know what? <laughs> we just not even going to address this. We just going to go to our words of encouragement. <laughs> segment where we read a bible verse and then we're gonna leave you with a beautiful prayer so beautiful beautiful the words of encouragement is for anybody that is overwhelmed going through difficult times that is worried that has been just stressed out by fear it comes from mark 4 39 it says thou not try me i'm just playing I was paying attention. Okay, so no, seriously. That's Mark, <laughs> Mark 4 39 says, Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Ooh. So, if there's a lot going on in mm. your life, in your mind, in your emotions, in your anxiety, and anything that you're dealing with, God can speak to that to calm it. Yeah. Can speak to your storm. Peace be still. And you will have this peace that like overcomes you and just passes all understanding. Like you don't, people will look at you like, girl, how are you so peaceful right now? I would be losing my head. Yeah. It's God's peace over you. Yeah. Which is amazing because just imagine like when there is a storm, a, a physical storm outside and it's just calm. You ever see the calm before the storm? Yeah. Like, that is just, that's how I envision it. Like, God is speaking to these. He controls everything. Yeah. So, it's like, if you just understand that he can give you that peace, especially when you come to him and ask for the peace. We already have that in our, that he gives to us, so why aren't we using it? Yeah. So, I just want y'all to know, if you're worried or overwhelmed or Anything like that, worried with fear, stressed with fear, God can say, peace be still to your storm. So we just want to pray over you. Unless Pastor Shelby has anything else she wants to add. I'm the co-pastor now because you're just being First of all, nobody promoted her to co-pastor. <laughs> I'm promoting myself to co-pastor. And you can do the announcement. <laughs> I'm just playing. Listen, y'all. Y'all better get Erica. She's going to be on the podcast next week. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. So, um, what was we at? The co-pastor okay. So, I want everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. I'm going to say a quick prayer for y'all um, before you go on about your day. So, dear God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we want to thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for what you have in store for us. And we just want to pray over everyone that is dealing with something overwhelming, that is dealing with stress or fear, or doubt, or worry about any situation, we ask that you will reassure them that you have it all under control and that you will speak peace over their storm, that you will speak peace, be still over anything that is um, detrimental to their 
feelings, their emotions, their thinking. We ask that everyone under the sound of my voice have a blessed remainder of the week. And we just pray that this message has resonated with them. And we thank you for your goodness. And we expect the favor to overtake us for the rest of the week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.